we're all protecting you. We have we all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We're not dressed for this. I don't need to be around me like that. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you. Welcome back to another edition of the Hot and Bravoed podcast. I'm Armin, and I'm back to do another Vanderpump Rules recap. And I'm once again joined by the great, the enigmatic host of Holly Shook, the podcast, Ryan Alkair. How are you, Rye? What did you call me? <laughs> Not a true idiot. You are not uh, a true idiot, Rye. Oh, not a true idiot. Because you wouldn't spend time with a true idiot. Because your I, time is precious. My time is precious. I wouldn't waste my time speaking with a true idiot. Oh my gosh. What a high compliment. And now that you've told me that, I'm so relieved. <laughs> I can't tell you how oh. much <laughs> that means to me. <laughs> My favorite, my favorite part about scenes with Raquel is that they could be two minutes long, but because she talks so slowly, they're always about five minutes long. <laughs> but I recognize her genius. She knows oh. how to take up the screen. She knows how to elongate her screen time. She's actually a genius here. Okay. You guys, you listeners might not know this because I'm new to the Hot and Bravo podcast, but I have been a Raquel stan since the day she joined the show, like however many scenes ago with James. I think she's great TV. I think she's a genius. I think she's she's my favorite character on the show. Yeah, people, cre- people don't understand this is tactical. It's like, okay, yeah, I could speed read like Jax did for his vows. Mm-hmm. Or I can double, triple my screen time even by elongating my sentences, making them even slower Every single time. Sonoma Raquel. Remember when she first joined, we dubbed her Sonoma Raquel? Uh, Sonoma Raquel. Uh, so iconic. But she is, she has a dig. she has a degree, Lala. A lot of people have degrees, Raquel. <laughs> that was my favorite line. I love Raquel. I think she's great. I think she's coming into her own, um, especially this season. And I think this was a big episode for her. We won't get into that yet. That's, right. That's later in the episode, but just a little teaser on Raquel. Yeah, let's not jump the gun here. Um, yeah, but I'm excited to be back on the Hot and Proper podcast covering Vanderpump Rules. Um, first episode post-wedding. We all know I'm happy about that. You've been anticipating this for a very long time. Very long time. And we were just chatting before we started recording. They set up, I feel like you're saying there was a lot that happened this episode. A lot. I think it's because the wedding's over, bye. And they started kind of planting the seeds for what, what's going to go on. The real the- season began the other night. Yes. This this week was the beginning of the, the actual season. Thank God. We'll call it season, is it season seven or eight? Season eight and a half. This is the So this is season 8.2. Cool. 8.2? Um, 8.5? 8.5. Do you know how halves work? 8.2.0. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was doing eight point like eight point two would be eight and a fifth of a season. I know, but you know how like it's like it's like La La two So you so you'd have to say season eight two point oh. 
That's what I said. Season 8.2, 0.0. Yeah, that's what you said. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Thank you. My bad. My bad. Aligned it, bitch. I misheard you. All on me. Yeah, All so on me. I'm, I'm stoked for this. The rest of the season, they set up some good, some good storylines. Um, should we just dive right in? I guess. Yeah, let's dive right in. But before we do, Rye, I want to give you a chance to plug. I always give you a chance to plug in the last like twenty seconds, but everyone turns off the pod by then. Right. People are sick of us by then. Yeah, let's force them to hear your plug. Yeah, guys. Okay, so um. Yeah, I'm new to this podcast, but I do host the Holly Shook podcast with Armin, um, which is a celebrity scandal podcast. We do deep dives into historic celebrity scandals as well as current events. Um, you can follow that at Holly Shook Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at the real Ryalk, R Y A L K, or on Instagram at Ryalk, R Y A L K. And I do this podcast that podcast i'm a comedian who lives in chicago so i post some funny shit don't you agree armin as a um curator of my past historic uh <laughs> social media posts i'm know, not all- only a cur- curator because i do love to curate your content i retweet it all the yeah. time i'm a historian of it too historian that's what i meant i'm i'm not good with words you guys <laughs> I, i'm not like an an intellectual. I'm just a comedian. I just make jokes. Um, but yeah, those are my social medias. If you want to follow me, I would love it. And if you like Armin and me's <laughs> banter, it gets even stupider on Holly Shook. You can look at it. <laughs> um, thanks for the plug, Armin. Wow, you're so generous. Yeah, of course. You know, that's what I'm here for. And now, should we, just like at the poolside funeral, we can dive right in hey everyone unfollows me now another one of the famous al-qair segues there's more of that where that came from (laughs) god this quarantine is my last two brain cells are like trying to put together a sentence at this point i'm like there's only so much coffee i can drink yeah human human contact is known to you know spur the mind spur the mind there we go yeah you're not getting enough spurring yeah, I need more spurs. You need way more spur. But that's why you're here. We're going to spur each other on right now. Okay, I don't like that phrase. Um, <laughs> all right, so we're going to dive right into the pool party. First off, um, I thought, okay, color me color me idiotic, but I thought the funeral was like a joke. <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. But then it kind of went on like a really long time. Like, I thought it was just going to be like a funny bit, like an excuse to have a pool party. But they spent, like, a solid five minutes on this funeral, and, like, Tom Schwartz seemed, like, genuinely upset. I'm sure he was. I mean, didn't he say that that lizard was supposed to live for 25 years? Yeah, but he only had it for three weeks. And, like, I'm not, like, downplaying, like, the importance of animal life. I did just watch Tiger King on Netflix, so I'm actually an animal rights activist now. (laughs) But... I just thought it was going to be more of, like, a funny joke, but, like, he was, like, really upset. No, he genuinely was. And I feel like it's not being talked about enough why Dog died after three weeks. Like, I'm not trying to shame Schwartz or accuse him of anything. Right. But I'll say this. My roommate got a similar lizard. I'm not, like, a lizardologist here. Right. Right. Um, You know, uh, but... I assume, you know, if Schwartz says the lizard should live 25 years, has that kind of lifespan, then three weeks seems 
to come up short, right? Just a bit. Just a, just a couple weeks short. Um, a few you, weeks, give or take. If you do the math, um, it's just a couple weeks short. But my, my roommate got a similar sort of lizard. I don't know if it was the exact same one, but the lizard survived the whole time I lived there during college. Mm. I saw it grow up. I would go. My roommate didn't have a car. I would drive him to the place to buy um, crickets because it loved crickets. And I remember you actually you actually went to college for twenty five years, right? So uh, uh, give or take a few weeks. Give or take. Okay, so you you were there for most of its lifespan. Um, well, then that worries me because last time I checked, three weeks and twenty five years as, is actually pretty pretty different. Is it? If I ju- I just checked right now, um, contrary to what I said about a minute ago, it's actually a long difference. Long difference. It's a long. It's uh-huh. so but there's a problem here. But he, he was w- depressed. He said he was depressed. Doug. Dog. 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 It's spelled like Doug, kind of. Um. You know, I'll I'll be honest with you. When my roommate had that lizard, I would feel so bad for the lizard, especially when it grew up. It had this tank that it lived in. And of course, he would let the lizard out and the lizard would hang out, watch TV with us. Um, <laughs> I hate Santa Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> the lizard loved... I forgot the name of the lizard. Um, but, but he was cool. And he loved to watch TV. Um, but I felt so sad for the lizard when he grew big because the tank always felt so um so confined yeah for him so he didn't get a bigger cage as the lizard grew bigger he did but it never felt like enough to me it's sort yeah. of like what's talked about in the tiger king yeah see animals don't belong in cages y'all first no. of- like the tigers need at least what was it 400 square miles to roam yeah, and they got, like, a cage. They got, like, maybe a one-bedroom in New York. You know, like, they didn't have enough space. Right, more like a studio in Brooklyn, in fact. Studio in Brooklyn. A closet, if you will. Um, so the t- I felt the same way about the lizard. I'm, I wonder if maybe Schwartz's lizard... I mean, we're not here to litigate this, but I right. guess we have to comment on it. This is a recap podcast. And I just wonder if, you know, Dog was depressed because he didn't have a lot of free space to roam. Schwartz did say that he would let him out in the backyard. Yeah, that must have been nice, but clearly, you know, dog was going through a lot of depression. Sometimes a backyard isn't isn't enough, and as human beings on quarantine right now, I'm kind of I'm feeling very Dougish right now. Dogish, damn it! I don't know why I call it Doug. It looks like a Doug, and the name spells like a Doug. To to be fair, he did look like a Doug. He way more Doug than dog. I yeah. saw him. I was like, "That's Doug," and he's like, "It's dog." I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Um, what so, a difference a letter makes. Am I right? Rest in peace, dog. For sure, rest in peace, dog. Yeah. Um, gone too soon. Gone too soon. And just like with any funeral, there was lots of drama at this one. <laughs> this one. I just had a list. Um, lots of drama at this one. Um, where do we even start? Should we do it? the Witches of WeHo drama? Let's talk Witches of WeHo. Let's do it. Because um, we got some important information there uh, that hadn't really been talked about up until this point. I don't think they've even mentioned the wine on the show until now. No, they haven't. Although, funnily enough, we talked about the wine at the, at our recap a couple weeks ago. Right, because isn't yeah, we're the wine was bad idea. Yeah, we we talked about how it was like too expensive. Yeah, and how it must have been awkward for the three of them to be in business. Yeah, right. So it's great that they're actually covering it on the show because obviously, like the fans are thinking about it. I mean, I feel like we're representative of the fans. Right, we famously are fans of the show, and um, we did think about that. So actually, we were 
famously the first ones to talk about it ever. Um, and yeah, their friendship's falling apart and they had just started a company together. And I wonder, I was wondering if the company had anything to do with their, their falling out. And it seems to be that possibly it had part. You think so? I'm not saying it's the reason, but obviously as they talked about tonight (laughs) on the show, which was when we watched it, um, it seems to me that they, there's almost this like unspoken, but now kind of spoken, like, jealousy envy like rivalry between the three of them because mm. you know obviously and i this is there's facts to back this up stassi is far and away the most successful of the cast in terms of endeavors you know personal business endeavors she's she's always been the queen bee though since season one she was the show this is the house that stassi built show-wise, she's always been, but, like, if you look at what they're doing outside of the show, her podcast is a huge hit, her book was a huge hit, she's done a tour for both of these things, like, she is her own, you know, boss, bitch, entrepreneur, like, whatever. Yep. Katie had two different launch parties for her Pucker and Pout um, blog, Where's Pucker and Pout? Oh, it's there. Is it, though? I haven't seen nothing about it. Yeah, you're not visiting the URL. If you type it in right now, I bet you you're going to get a slew of content. Oh, well, I can't wait to pucker and pout my way through that. And then we have Kristen, who did James Mako, which is obviously not a... It's not New York Fashion Week um, runway hit, but I would say it's it's... On, it's a successful endeavor, right? They sell shirts. Uh, you've bought a shirt or two, right? Well, every shirt I own is James May, but uh, <laughs> I don't know how big it is for other people. I personally, it's all I wear. <laughs> um, but I don't know if other, I don't know if I'm the only customer or not type of thing. Have you ever thought about the fact that her company name is the name of her ex-boyfriend that she so, so ruthlessly hates? Oh. Have you ever thought of, I've thought about that actually quite a bit. I always wondered where she got the name and I never... I never connected James Kennedy to that. I don't know if it's named after James Kennedy. I, I just feel like it must be a little weird. Although she's dated so many guys, there must not be many names left. Right. There's very few male names left that she could use if she hasn't dated that. Tom, Jax, Carter, James. They're all kind of like weird like names too, like Jax, Carter. Um, <laughs> those are semi-normal names. Um, <laughs> well, Jax. Well, I don't know about Jax. Jax. Um, any hoosers back to business. Um, I don't know. I feel like the clause came out. It's been personal and now it kind of got like, they, they dove into their like business ventures and kind of, there was digs were made, I would say. Which sets up the scene at the very end, which was super explosive. Yeah. But I'll just synthesize what happened uh, poolside, um, which was that Sheena conveys that Kristen feels like, Katie and Stassi haven't been pulling their weight when it comes to the wine company. Right. Right. And Stassi and Katie are like, well, we're just done with her. Stassi feels like she doesn't want to do anything um, because her heart's not in it. Yeah. And Katie is saying, well, I'm busy. I've got a lot of shit going on. I've got to live my life. And then the editors gave us, oh, such a beautiful beautiful montage the editors have always been like semi-shady but this is their shadiest season yet i will 
I will go to my grave with that. Oh, they are, easily. They're dragging people to hell with the edits, which is great, with, like, the flashbacks. I mean, this episode alone, you had that moment, but you also had the Jack's PowerPoint moment, and we'll talk about that. Jack's PowerPoint, Jack's PowerPoint, yeah. Jack's PowerPoint. Um, but you also get Katie saying the whole line about James May, which was great, where she was like, oh, what, she's doing, like, she's busy doing James May? It's What did she say exactly? Like, oh, it's just a... One can pull... Anyone can pull uh, quotes off of Pinterest and put it on a t-shirt. Which is just like, I hate that. And that's so Katie. Um, it's also great. Like, I, I hate it from a friendship standpoint. Like, that's really gross to say about your friend. Like, you're totally poo-pooing and shaming everything that they're doing right. in their life. Like, be supportive. Isn't that the point of friendship? Um, but it's great for reality TV. Oh, it's great, 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 great. <laughs> but I just like, it just... it. it it grosses me out because I'm like, it is that thing of like, Katie's like, well, anyone can do that. I could do that. It's like, but you didn't do it. And also, could you do it? Cause also what, what are you doing? You know? Uh, well, she's trying to figure out how to, how to waste the afternoon. So then she get back to watching TV. Right, right, right. She's like, what do I do? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. And then they like went to her confessional where she's like, I'm still like, you know, working out my passions and seeing what I really like am wanting to do with my life. And like, girl, I get it. Like figuring out what you want to do with your life is like hard, but like, I don't know. I feel like you have it pretty good. Also, if you're trying to figure out like how to get, you know, past this next block of time until you could go watch TV, like I recommend watching TV. Just watch TV until you need to go watch more TV. Like, yeah, I mean. That's what you want to do, girl. Just own it. And then it's called a binge. It's also, I don't know. I'm like, Katie, like you're a housewife. I don't know. Just like own that. You know, that's like a career now at this point. Here's Um, what's awkward. It's a housewife with a house husband. Right. (laughs) And once the show ends and it will end, by the way, this isn't going for 40 seasons. I love Vanderpump Rules. It may go for 15. I don't know. Right. But they're not going to have that, you know, $300,000 to $500,000 paycheck every single year. And I don't think they're saving that well. I mean, I'm sure they're saving fine, but, you know, for your whole life, life gets expensive, man. Shit happens. Wait, it does? <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> it does. I mean, they they just bought, like, a $2.4 million house. I know they didn't pay all cash for that. Okay, but the government's going to send me $1,200 soon. That should be enough to get me through the rest the next couple of years, right? At least two, but, you know, I mean... Okay. Two years, I can make. I can. I can figure it out. In two give years, or take. But. Give or take a few weeks. And then Katie and Tom will be getting that too, so they should be fine for then four years with that money. Right, because double. Because double, so she will be fine. Okay, so twenty twenty five, she'll have to figure it out. But I feel like till then she's so fine. And like, worst comes to worst, she just finds a quote on Pinterest and like puts it on a shirt, and she'll be fine. You know. Yeah. Tom May, got, if you will. She's got it figured it out. Figured it out. <laughs> she got it figured out. Figured it out. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I Well, we'll get back to that. Yeah, we'll get back to that. Super I shady just... by Katie, by the way. And you could tell that she has always felt that way, which must hurt even more for Kristen. Right. She obviously just like didn't say anything until they weren't friends anymore. And now she said right. something. Um, we all have those friends who, who secretly opine yeah. behind our backs. Right. Katie's I mean, that I... person to Kristen. Girl, I do. Um, <laughs> like... Like a hot and bravid podcast, I was like, "This is so stupid." You were opining. I know that you were opining. You asked me to be on it, and I'm like, "This is the best idea I've ever heard of in my entire life." 
Um, I loved this moment for Sheena, too, because Sheena right now is kind of a free agent. She's not really friends with anyone, but also I feel like nobody actually doesn't, like, dislikes her right now. That's such a good call. She doesn't really have anything going on. Like, the beginning of the season, she was, like, fighting with Dana, I guess, but, like, that got taken care of after just a couple episodes. She's not really doing anything that is annoying right now. There's way more annoying stuff going on with other people. So I love this Sheena moment where she's like, okay, and do I have permission to relay this all to Kristen? And they're like, sure, Sheena, whatever. We don't care. (laughs) And then the next scene is her being like, okay, so this is what they told me. (laughs) She's straight up functioning as a producer. No, she's full producer mode, which I love. And I don't know, Dallas, we were watching it and Dallas was like, okay, shady Sheena, like going straight to them and saying everything. And I was like, she asked if she could, like, it would have been shady if she just like thought it was, they were like, we're doing this in confidence, but also Katie and Stassi aren't idiots. They know that Sheena's going to spill the beans no matter what. And I think they wanted her to like, they, Stassi and Katie, you know, I've been having a problem with them with this whole thing. And I just think they're like cowardly at this point. And Mm. I don't know. I think I said it last episode. I'm like, or whatever episode. I'm like, they, Kristen comes up, tries to have small talk, brings it up, and then they just shout and yell at her until she walks away. And they don't get anything productive done. They don't let anyone say their actual opinion. And it's just sad to watch. And I kind of want them to, like, go on a coffee date and, like, talk not drunk and, like, talk civilly. And, like, at the end of the day, you're friends. You're also business partners. Like, grow up and, like, have a conversation. And we saw, well, we saw how effective coffee dates were this episode. Oh my god, great transition, first off. (laughs) Um, And then also, (laughs) I think it was this episode. (laughs) Um, Danica, I think, was talking to Raquel. Oh yes, it was this episode. Danica was talking to Raquel, and this, I thought of you. This is why I'm telling you this story. Um, Danica was talking to Raquel about the whole, like, getting 86 from Tom Tom thing. And she, like, says a couple sentences, and she goes, so, yeah, anyway, I just thought that was so interesting. And Raquel goes, speaking of interesting. (laughs) And she's, that was her transition into being, like, Lala texted me to get coffee. (laughs) And I was, like, that was the dumbest segue, like, into a different conversation ever. But I feel like you and I are the kings of, like, terrible segues so it's a bit I, on holly shook for the people yeah, who don't it's our know. whole bit on holly shook because we have terrible se- segues and <laughs> i just thought i i thought of you and i laughed she's like speaking of interesting and i'm like that's not even like a thing to be speaking of i know you could have you could have se- used that as a segue for anything basically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my segue this time was actually way better no that was really good coffee date was really really good that was uh, really really good so we might as well talk about the coffee date right Let's talk about the coffee date. While uh, we're on a coffee date. Let's talk about a coffee. I'm drinking coffee. You're drinking coffee. I'm drinking coffee. Yeah, literally. And I can take my coffee to go. My chai <laughs> spiced latte to go. If you're not if going to you think. <laughs> apologize. Um, I was really proud of Raquel this episode. She had some good lines. She had some good moments. That I'll take my chai, my chai latte to go was great. Um, also, just skipping forward to later... Wait, don't skip forward. We have to we okay. have to save it. I was just going to say Raquel's no, other... No, don't do it. Because we have to okay. save it. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, so what did you think of the coffee date? I was proud of her for starting it off with forcing an apology out of 
Lala and it was almost a non-apology. Not almost a non-apology. It was a non-apology. There was no apology there. Yeah. Raquel obviously starts off by saying, you know, I was hurt by what you said last year that you attacked my intelligence. And I love that she prefaces it by saying, it's one thing to attack my character. Literally, literally, literally. (laughs) (laughs) The implication (laughs) being like, okay, fine, go after my character. Yeah, she's like, call me a dumb bitch and an awful person and, like, the devil, that's fine. But don't attack my intelligence. (laughs) So that was great. And you could tell that this line was canned. I mean, Mm -hmm. she had come in with that line, written down, prepared, sat in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. And she still just didn't catch that, you know, faux pas. But there you go. It's there. Once again, I stand Raquel. I'm obsessed with her. So she says that, and Lala's response is not to say, I'm sorry for bashing your intelligence last year. She just says, my time is precious. I would not be here wasting it if you were a true idiot. And Raquel's response is... She likes eyes. <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe it. That means so much to me how can that mean so much to you that's that's nothing and by the way there's sort of an implication from lala there that she still thinks you're an idiot not a true idiot not like a hundred percent idiot but like maybe 75 to 80 percent and raquel's like i'll take it (laughs) she's not like a pure unmitigated idiot she's she's impure idiot she's got a few speckles of intelligence laying there somewhere oh my god Raquel I mean I just I can't I kind of felt sad for her in that moment I felt sad for her but I also think like I don't know I think it was more of a um more of a what's the word like courtesy I guess I felt like she expected the apology and that was a part of her script as well to respond saying I can't tell you how much that means to me Right, I don't think she had a plan of, like, responding to what Lala said, no matter what it was. I think she was like, I just need to tell Lala this, no matter what she says, I'm going to be relieved, because I said it, and then we can move on. Because I, I genuinely don't think that Raquel actually, like, cares that much still anymore. But, like, because that was such a big part of last season, she had to be like, I was mad about that. She wanted to close that storyline type thing. Yeah, close the storyline, and, like... Raquel's whole thing since she started is like she wants to make friends on the show and with the people and I think the fact that Lala was reaching out to her was kind of her being like okay like I need to like put this behind us and like maybe we'll be friends um which I thought was not like the intention with Lala I think Lala wanted to like kind of squash it as well and move on I don't think Lala like wanted to be besties with her but like Lala grossed me out this episode like it's been not a cute season for Lala, I don't think, so far. Um, Especially the end of the episode. I actually yeah. liked her intentions at the coffee date. Right, right, right. No, okay, for sure. I think the coffee date... Because the main just, impetus was, I want to give you advice for how to handle James, now that James yeah. is serious about getting into AA. And it actually had turned out that the night before, James went to his first AA meeting... And then we saw James telling Lisa Vanderpump about that. We actually found out that 
Lisa had been basically ghosting James. Yeah. Ignoring his texts, not talking mm-hmm. to him, which was unusual for them. Like, James kind of looked at Lisa as a second mother. Lisa yeah. was like, I need to just kind of put you at arm's length because this is kind of toxic. I think James is not even close with Max anymore, her son. Oh, yeah. No, I doubt it. I don't think um, so. What do you think of, what was your reaction to the very awkward Vanderpump, Vanderpump Dogs moment when apparently James and Raquel showed up without informing anyone? So and you I, could tell Raquel wasn't wearing makeup, and that's the first time we've ever seen her without makeup. <laughs> so that's the thing. At first, I thought Lisa had set Lala up. Mm. At, at first. I was like, oh, Lisa, what a cunning move. Like, this is such a Vanderpump move in producer mode, right? You see uh-huh. them come in, and she immediately goes, I had no idea they were coming. I was like, oh, Lisa, you knew. I mean, it, you're Lisa Vanderpump. You're the exec yeah. producer. You and, should know where they are at all times. I'm gobsmacked. And I'm like, oh, that is such a canned line, too. Like, she she had been preparing that. I'm gobsmacked, right? Yeah. But when Raquel pulls up, they don't have mic packs. Yeah. And yeah. she has no makeup on. And the yeah. sound is poor with them. Clearly, it's yeah. coming through the boom, not a mic pack. I'm like, wow. Yeah. That was a real ass moment. Yeah, it was real. And it was... Awkward as fuck. I've also never seen Lisa Vanderpump like that shaken up about something. Like you could tell she was like totally taken off guard. Yep. And like was so put off by it and it was so uncomfortable and so awkward and I was cringing the whole time. Yeah. That's that's my only thought on it. It's kind of but cool I to see a very, very real moment. I think there's a lot yeah. of real moments in Vanderpump rules, but everything has some semblance of um planning we're all gonna be together right. in the same yeah, there's machinations involved. They have to have the mic packs put on them and yeah, test the sound. I mean, that's reality TV, people. Like, you're not going to get good production if you don't yeah. do all these little things. Um, right. But this was so real, and it was it was cool. It was cool. It was. I loved it. <laughs> um, right before we get into Tom's birthday party, because that's like the big finale, obviously. Yeah. Um, can we quickly talk about Jackson Brittany? Yeah. Because they had a little scene earlier in the episode. Yeah. We don't, okay, have, we'll, we don't have to have a big discussion about it, but I'll I thought them, it was interesting. I'll give them, we'll give them 90 seconds because I'm over them. You guys know this. I'm over talking about them. Their wedding sucked. I'm done. Um, so they had a scene in the, what, like in the living room or some shit with all their boxes. Jax is still complaining about how much money he spent. Um, Brittany, what, what was the line Brittany says? Like, I'm, glad it's over or what no well no she was like i like i was crying like i was crying on my way out of the castle i couldn't believe it was all over and then Jax is like well my wallet is glad that it's over yeah (sighs) and he's like and he was saying you know i spent so much money on this wedding that the gifts better be good and then he's like like if only i was in charge of the registry then i could actually have something that i could put to use like king season tickets and it's like Jax. You are married. You are one of two now. Like, yeah. He, but he is so selfish and so narcissistic that everything has to be about him. I doubt Brittany is that into the Los Angeles Kings. Right. She doesn't know what that is. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> and I played for six years. Like, I don't. <laughs> You're like, what's a hockey puck? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Um. Yeah. And also, like, Jax obviously has doesn't know what a wedding is because registries are not, like, jet skis and hockey tickets they're things to like 
put in your home and start a life with the person you just married. But obviously that's not what he wanted. Toaster ovens, uh, yeah. tea sets. Tea sets. Someone I saw on Twitter <laughs> Googled how much the tea set was and whatever. And she goes, the caption was like, yeah, I Googled how much the tea set was. I knew she didn't like you guys. And it was like a $200 tea set or some shit. <laughs> like, it's no not way. <laughs> I love LVP for that. Um, and Jax, of course, doesn't appreciate it. He's like, yeah, it, it could come into really good use when when someone visits the house because I don't drink tea. And it's like, dude, and he that's was like, not the point. my friends do. <laughs> yeah. He's awful. I'm over him. Um, I'm over the wedding. I'm over them. Brittany, like, making him carry her everywhere. I'm like, girl, like, get this, like, weird, like, anti-feminist view of what <laughs> it means to be a bride, like, out of your fucking head. Because, like, you don't need to be carried everywhere, bitch. Okay? Like, use your fucking legs and walk. Also, like, can't you them. see right in front of you that Jax clearly did the wedding for own his own selfish purposes not at all for love i mean all right. the guy could talk about is how he didn't get enough out of it the only thing you're supposed to get out of it is is love it is, is the cementing the of your relationship with your wife here and, and and expressing it with your closest friends and family that's the thing that's the whole yeah. damn thing gifts whatever that's not the fucking point of it but anyway we he's had to get that idiot. out of the way yeah he's an idiot that's out of the way i'm over that I'm- Ideally, they will not be part of the rest of the season, but obviously that isn't true. <laughs> um, okay, so, and then, uh, segue, classic Jax also wanting, he's pissed that his wedding's over, he's pissed the attention isn't on him, right. and he refuses to dress up for Tom Sandoval's birthday party, which just sums up Jax. Like, the last fucking six months were all about you, and all the attention was on you, and everything had to be about you, and nobody could say no to you. And then two days after your wedding's over, your best friend, quote unquote, is having his wedding or having his wedding, having his themed birthday party and you won't dress up for it because God forbid the attention isn't on you. And then in the preview for next week, who throws a themed birthday party and makes everyone dress up? Jax. Okay, so he's fucking canceled. I'm over him. Yeah, and his whole excuse is that he he's tired of dressing up. He's like, I don't want to dress up. Like, I don't want to be extra. Why, why do we always have to be extra? Like you said, Rye, he does it in a couple weeks. Yeah, he's terrible. Um, so he doesn't dress up for the theme birthday party. I didn't really get the theme. If that is that just me, I didn't really get it. If you were to be the extra version of yourself, and it seems like not a lot of people got it because they just dressed up as Sandoval. Yeah, and then also just like wore normal costumes, and they're like, "I'm extra," like. Ice princess, and I'm like, what? I actually thought Stassi's made sense for her to be Marie Antoinette. Yeah, but she had to explain it, you know. Right. Um, did anyone else make sense? I mean, Sandoval coming in on stilts. That that, that is Sandoval right there. That is him no. being extra. He's never done it before, so it is Sandoval even being the extra version of his extra self. Yeah. I liked Sheena's. She was like extra sexy, like leather dominatrix. Made sense. Dana was like, Dana was literally dead or something, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I just didn't get the theme. I thought it was, like, cool, but, like, weird. I, it didn't, I, I didn't it, there it. wasn't, like, a cohesive theme to me. It was just, like, dress up crazy. What would you do? Uh, extra version of yourself. Extra version of myself? I don't know. I'm, like, 
I would be Charlie. I'm already ex- the extra version of myself every day. So I just came as me. Because I'm the best version of myself always. Yeah, she is annoying, but I kind of like her. Um, she's such a, like a random sort of curio in Vanderpump Rules right now. She's just yeah. there, very strange. She fits in with the Vanderpump Rules ethos, but where does she fit in with this group? Does We don't really yeah. know. We don't really know. She's and I don't getting think, confessionals. It's weird. I don't think she really cares either. Which <laughs> no. is, she's just like, whatever. If I'm on the show, I'm on the show. <laughs> um, I don't know what I would be. What would you be? You know how I'm a huge Lakers fan? Mm-mm. You're not aware, right? No, you've never spoken of that in your whole life to me. I, I think I would I would wear like full blown Lakers gear, like the Lakers short shorts even, a Lakers jersey, and then like a Lakers headband and like a Lakers armband, like the full like get up, like Lakers underwear, uh, Lakers socks, uh purple and gold basketball shoes it would be like the most lakers thing okay i think that fits for me i feel like i would do like i'm extra comfy and i would dress like really comfy and like kind of like i'd be like cute comfy where i still look cute but i'm like just really comfy like this quarantine (laughs) shit everyone's like everyone's like remember to put on real clothes like to remind yourself that, like, you still have, like, a wardrobe. I'm like, bitch, I have worn sweatpants and basketball shorts every day for 10 fucking days, and it's my dream life. Like, I don't want to put on clothes. I hate wearing pants. Yeah, I did not get that memo. I, I'm just in my pajamas all day. Dallas has Dallas works at a gym, and he's putting on jeans every day. I'm like, you have worn jeans more in quarantine, quarantine, <laughs> quarantine than you do in a normal work week. <laughs> it's like, that doesn't make sense. Um, anyway, so the, the party was fine, I guess. The party seemed fine. Right, but we got good drama. We got some good drama. Um, should we, we kind of already touched on the Witches of Weho, so, um, Kristen comes up to Katie and Stassi, um, and she dressed as a Witch of Weho, didn't she? Yes. Yes, she did. Which was, like, great, Good. Kristen is genius. Kristen is everything. Beautifully um, passive aggressive. So passive aggressive, and she starts the conversation by like explaining it to them. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is great. And then her segue, right? She's like, she's like, no. She opens by saying, "Oh, Stassi, Marie Antoinette, that's great. You know what I am? I'm a witch, like the witches of WeHo. Speaking of the witches of WeHo, <laughs> great segues in this episode, by the way. Um, <laughs> queens of segues." Um, yeah, so she... She calls them out. Calls them out, yeah. Can you break it down for people? So like basically, you're... she calls them out. Stassi is like... Stassi goes into her whole diatribe. I don't remember if it's before or after Katie says, like, you know, Kristen, all you do is bitch and moan. And um, and Stassi at some point says... Or actually, Stassi and Katie, they both say... We're not sisters when Kristen's like, look, we're, we're sisters here. Yeah. We're family. And they're like, no, no, we're not family. We haven't been family. We haven't been sisters for over a year. Yeah. And, I, and if I remember correctly, it ends with Stassi exploding saying, listen, um, I will continue doing what I need to do per the contract for yeah. Witches of WeHo until the contract is up. But when the contract is up, we're done. I'm yeah. out. I'm not renewing anything. This whole thing is done. Uh, and this is why I don't work with other people because 
we all and she even kind of pointed at Katie too. She's like, we all have different ideas for how this works. Yeah. And listen, I just don't work well with other people. And you may call that selfish. And yeah, I'm selfish. And I'm pretty sure that's how it ends. That's how it ended. And then it cuts to a confessional and she is like, I don't, I can't sell something that I don't believe in. And I don't believe in this brand and I can't sell it if I don't believe in it. And that's why I'm not working on it. Right. She's probably doing the bare minimum per the contract, like one Instagram post every two weeks or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. It's wild. And I'm just like, it, it, it's not a cute look for any of them first off to like start this company. And then like, it really fizzled out after just a couple months of them posting about it. It didn't last very long. No. Um, and I don't know. It was a weird look for Stasi as someone who has had very successful business ventures on her own. It's a weird look for her to be so dismissive of it. Um, you also to want that- to be able to collaborate. A lot of businesses are collaborative right. efforts. Right. Um, and obviously she works with like an editor for her book and a producer for her podcast, like blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it is her doing and talking about her. <laughs> it's her vision. Yeah. This seems uh, more co-equal. Yeah. Which is a wee So, I don't know. It was a weird end to that saga. I have talked about it before. I'm over this drama. I think that Katie and Saucy are being bitches. I feel bad for Kristen. I've always had a soft spot for Kristen. I love Kristen. So, just like, it's just been weird. It's been a weird season for them. Well, it's interesting. In Katie's confessional, she says, you know, no matter what is going down between us, I would hope that we'd be able to be professional. Mm-hmm. I don't think we actually get a fracturing of Katie and Stassi's relationship, uh, only because social media spoiled that for me. Right. Um, but also, they're pretty inseparable at this point. Yeah. They've gone through so much. Um, however, it is interesting to see that they have very different point of views here. Yeah. Katie wants to keep the Witches of WeHo thing going. She wants to make the business relationship work with Kristen, even though, as she said, like, she's done with Kristen. I mean, she lays into Kristen harder than Stassi does. Yeah. Um, But she's like, I'm still looking out for my financial interests. Yeah. And it could be because Katie has no other source of income but the show and, which is WeHo. Yeah. Stassi, a little more financially independent. She's like, you know what? I don't need this shit. And it's interesting. It kind of goes back to a conversation I feel like we've had a lot, right? Which is that um, these relationships have likely survived past their due date because their financial interests are so intertwined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think about how terrible they've all been to each other. I mean, Kristen slept with Stassi's boyfriend. <laughs> Iconic backhand slap. Yeah. Yeah. Stassi slapped the shit out of Kristen. The violence, the backstabbing, the infidelity, everything that's gone on between this whole group. How are they still friends? Well, if they all stay friends, they get a show and they make, you know, half a million dollars a year together. Right, right, right. right. Um, But there is a line. There is a line. And it does seem like while we can all be on the show together, maybe we don't need to have ancillary businesses together. um, Because in reality, I really, really hate you. I want nothing to do with you. And uh, you know what? If I don't have to see you for nine months of the year, that'd be great. And then I'll see you while we film. It's crazy. I just, it's weird that this is like the end of the friendship and this is what has, not like the wine has caused it, but like that, that's no, it's part not of the wine. It, it, it was going on last year. No, I know. But just that, like, 
it's just weird that it's like their friendship's ending just in general as someone who has known them personally for years. (laughs) Um, It's like just crazy. It's like weird to watch and I I don't believe it in a way. I'm almost like, this can't be real. This is all just like part of the show. And by the end of the season, they're going to all be made up. But like, if social media has shown us anything, they really just don't hang out anymore. I mean, with this group, you never know. You never know. I mean, Jax slept with Tom Sandoval's girlfriend. Right. And they were good buddies by the the premiere of season three. Right. Stassi left for a season and she came back. And so, yeah, you never know. You but, never know. For now, yeah. they're done. Um, we should talk about the, the La La Raquel. Yeah, this is my favorite the favorite moment of this, sh- this show. The whole show since season one. No. <laughs> um, the episode. Um, yeah, Lala and Raquel have a confrontation at the party. Um, it was clearly Lala trying to stir up some shit. It was her intentions. There's absolutely no other way to justify what she did other than she wanted to stir the pot. Oh, yeah. um, she approached Raquel, asked about James going to, they kept saying his friends, his friends, his friends, like, can we get a name? Um, (laughs) But they, James going to a friend's birthday party last week. And Logan told me that people were getting fucked up at that party. So James drank. (laughs) I love the leap of logic. (laughs) Yeah. If I saw videos of people getting fucked up, James probably was getting fucked up. Yeah. There was never a, we saw a video of James drinking. We saw this, James doing this, blah, blah. It was just other people were getting fucked up and James was there, so James drank. And, um, yeah, and she brings that up to Raquel and Raquel was like, okay, um, that's, like, there's no proof of that. And then Lala jumps straight into the, well, Logan and James have hooked up before. It's like, why are you bringing that up again? Well, okay, the real sequence is that Raquel actually questions uh, uh, Logan's character. Okay, which is allowed, as long as you don't question his intelligence. Yeah, you don't question intelligence. It's one thing if you question the character. Right. You you don't question intelligence. Right. Logan's smart, but his character, on the other hand. So Raquel says something like, I don't even understand why you're friends with Logan. Right. And Lala says, oh, Logan, that's a good friend right there. That's That's a good friend. Two years ago, he even lied for James. And that's what ignites that whole thing. Mm, right, 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 right. And Lala's like, wait, what do you mean? No, he didn't lie. Like, he smeared James. And then Lala's like, oh, no, no, no. They did sleep together. They were having an affair. I was there when deals were made. I was there when one person said, I'll give you a blowjob if you did this, or I'll do that if you do this. I don't even know. That whole thing. Right. And I forget exactly what Raquel says, but she says something like, oh, Lala, you shut the fuck up. Yeah, she says, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Which is, like, so aggressive of Lala, of Raquel randomly to just jump towards that. I was proud of her. I was proud of her, too. I was like, like, stand up for yourself. Once again, love Raquel. Great episode for her. Um, And then Lala, classic Lala, goes, don't ever say shut the fuck up to me ever again. Because apparently Lala can say that to anyone else because Lala has attacked Raquel to her face and said much worse things to her. But God forbid someone says that to her. And she says something like, oh, like, you don't want to go there. Like, like, just wait and see if you say that again. Like, you don't want to go there. I forget the exact verbiage, but it's something like that. And then Raquel stands by, stands by her man 
and it's like he never hooked up with Logan. And then the best line is Lala saying, I would love to live in your headspace. And Raquel says, you should try it sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Raquel is iconic. I'm obsessed with her. She had two great lines this episode. And as we know with Vanderpump Rules, it's all about quotability, standing the test of time. And Raquel was great. And she stood her ground. And I'm just really proud of her because, uh, yeah, I feel like last season she, like, tried to stand her ground, but she was so meek about it. Like, she would, like, you could tell there wasn't confidence behind her trying to stand her ground. And this season she's like, fuck it. I'm on the show now, bitch. I'm going to say what I want to say. That was also yes. the first time that she ever delivered a line at one time speed. Yeah, she says it at normal at normal speed, which I was like, <gasps> I'm like, I can't understand you. Slow down. Um, Usually it's yeah. half speed. Like you should, should try, try it some time. But she and actually she, delivered that line. I don't really delivered. fucking get it. <laughs> like I get it, but I don't really get it because. It doesn't feel like the best retort when someone's making fun of your headspace and you're like, yeah, yeah. and enter my LSD induced (laughs) in the clouds headspace. When she said it, I, when she said it, I was kind of like, wait, what? But then I also was like, (laughs) hell yeah. But I kind of love it actually, you know, even though it's not the best retort, it, it was so quick and I think it actually shut Lala the fuck up. It shut. It, it ended the conversation. Raquel got the last word, and I live for that. I'm like, yes, Raquel. It was perfect. And Lala, just not a cute episode for Lala. Not a cute season for Lala. You can stop drinking, but you still have that mean girl like attack people part of your personality in there, obviously, and it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, like I'm really proud of her for being sober. I mean, I know I'm- how difficult uh, that is. And alcoholism is a terrible addiction. So congratulations for overcoming that, Lala. But even in her sobriety, right, she can be quite cruel, as we can see. Um, Do we believe Lala? That James and Logan hooked up? Yeah. Yes, I think James and Logan hooked up. Absolutely. I thought that when the season happened. I thought that when that whole drama was happening. Um, So she's correct, but she's not in the right to bring it up. Yeah, and like famously, I've seen... When I lived in LA, I would see James and Logan, James and Logan in WeHo all the time. I met James at a gay club once. Like, he tried to kiss kiss me. It's a whole drama. You did have your whole interact. Famously, had your own interaction with James. Interaction with him that everyone knows about. Um, I do not doubt that him and Logan hooked up. Who gives a shit? You know? Yeah, maybe he was cheating on (laughs) Raquel when he did it, but I think that him and Raquel's relationship was new then not to say that that justifies it but i don't think it happens anymore i think james is growing and learning as the days go by and regardless of if he did that or not like there's no need to bring it up like two years later yeah your intentions are bad and like just grow up like it doesn't affect you lala it doesn't have anything to do with you so like why bring it up still exactly it was done in bad faith and and Correct me if I'm wrong. I kind of got the vibe that Raquel believes that James hooked up with Logan, but doesn't want the accusations to to resurface on television. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think that privately, probably, uh, what's her name, Raquel and James have talked about it, right? And you know, for it's their relationship. Let them like if that's something that happened. They've obviously moved on from it. 
It doesn't affect anyone else. It's they're they're allowed to handle it however they want to handle it. And it's not part of the storyline anymore. Yeah, that was a big storyline two seasons ago, but like move on. And Lala, there's absolutely no reason to bring it up again other than just to stir the pot and to be a bitch. So it was just a it was a low blow for her to bring that up. And I think Raquel handled it very well. Yeah. I want to live in that headspace too. I want to live in Raquel's headspace. Like, I want to be Raquel, so I would literally, like, want to live in her headspace. Um, <laughs> the preview for next episode looks just as bad. Um, Lala is going to look like a bitch again. Doesn't she? She yells at Raquel again, I think. I forget right? that part of the preview. She's like, I'm going to put you in your place or something. Or, like, you seem to have forgotten your place or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's so such that a cruel be- thing to say. Yeah, and I was reading Twitter and everyone's like, oh, uh, Lala, have you seemed to have forgotten that you got where you are by giving blowjobs for Range Rovers? Because that was your place just two years ago or whatever. It's so, so demeaning as if uh, Raquel is subhuman, lesser than because, what, she's not an A character on Vanderpump Rules? Like, who gives a shit? Right. I mean, Lala obviously thinks she is high and mighty because of her whole thing with Randall um, and... Whatever. I think it's going to be a bad look for Lala, as it is right now. Um, Tom and Katie get into a fight next episode. I'm excited for next episode, is what I'm saying. I love a good Tom and Katie fight. Love a good Tom and Katie fight, yeah. Tomcat fireworks are great. Great, great, great. Um, So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, me too, right? You'll be back next week? I'll be here. I, once again, don't have an excuse not to do this yet, so... (laughs) If you can end this quarantine, I can get out of this situation. (laughs) Right. Why don't you plug yourself one more time? Plug myself again? I hate plugging myself. Okay, so you can find me on Twitter at TheRealRyalk, R-Y-A-L-K, or Instagram at Ryalk. My Twitter and Instagram used to be the same, and then I changed it as a joke to TheRealRyalk, and then someone took Ryalk. So I want to have the same name, but I can't. Um... And also on at Holly Shook Pod, I do another podcast with Armin. And it's just as chaotic as this, if not more. Yeah, I actually think if if you like this podcast, you would like Holly Shook. Um, and we talk about some Vanderpump Rules people on Holly Shook because they are pseudo-celebrities. Yeah, and dare I say, if you hate this podcast, you might still like Holly Shook because um, right. it's a little more... It's just stupid. We're just dumb on that, and it's so fun, and I love it. Basically, if you like this podcast and have made it this far, you'll definitely like Holly Shook. If you hate this podcast and have somehow listened to 50-plus minutes of it... Till gotten this far. You would like Holly Shook still. (laughs) Yeah. I love Holly Shook. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so tune on in. Thanks for letting me be on this Hot and Bravo. I know you have a strong and very passionate following so i appreciate that i have been welcomed in so warmly um obviously people are leaving just like amazing reviews about me that's why i've been welcomed back um oh yeah i haven't seen them yet but i just assume that you're just hiding them from me it's been an avalanche an avalanche of reviews so it's too many to sift through trying to sort through them before you show me um i appreciate that alphabetical order first and then i send it over right Great. I'll get them by next week, I'm sure. Um, So, yeah, thanks for having me on, and I can't wait to be back next week. Thanks for coming on, Rye, and uh, everyone, thanks for tuning in, and we hope you join us for the next Vanderpump Rules recap. I'm going to go eat my, drink my chai latte to go now. Bye. Bye.